You're listening to The Dworkin Report, and I'm your host, Scott Dworkin. On the podcast today, we've got a special guest, Congressman Jimmy Gomez, who just started the official procedure to expel newly sworn-in Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene for making threatening statements about the Speaker of the House on public social networks and other reasons that he explains on our program. Representative Gomez is from the Los Angeles area, and as he explains on the show, he's dedicated to making sure President Biden's agenda gets through Congress quickly to address the gaping holes that Trump left in America's economy. Not only that, Rep. Gomez also tells us what he really thinks about Republican leadership and their ties to the QAnon conspiracy theory, a major driver of domestic terrorism and one of the root causes of the January 6th Capitol insurrection. Over the last few days, I've uncovered numerous videos of Green showing her horrendous behavior over years. Numerous videos of the Georgia QAnon-promoting congresswoman involving herself in the insurrection and praising violence. In addition, she's a member of the House Education Committee, and I caught her openly and knowingly disparaging those with learning disabilities. It was grotesque. Tim Shriver, the head of the Special Olympics, quote-tweeted my video saying, Special Olympics athletes want one thing above all else, dignity. How about a change, Congresswoman, he asks. How about promising to end the use of cruel words that humiliate and cause your fellow Americans pain? Is that too much to ask, Rep. Green? In the wake of four painful years under a fascist president and Republican rule, there is a lot more mess to clean up than one man who has been implicated in crimes all over the country. Democrats like Congressman Gomez are working hard to hold Republicans accountable, and it's because of patriots like him why we'll be able to prevent another attack on the Capitol from ever happening in the future. Take a listen to my interview with Congressman Jimmy Gomez. I'm here with Congressman Jimmy Gomez, who is a Democrat representing California's 34th District since 2017. Congressman Gomez, thank you for joining me on the program today. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. I want to start by asking you a couple questions now that President Joe Biden's in office. What is your top legislative priority for helping the American people in, in 2021? Well, great question. There are so many different things that we got to focus on with the Democratic administration. Donald Trump really set the federal government on fire, undermined so many programs that were the bedrock of, I would say, a social safety net that the American people could depend on. So COVID, top of the list, we need to make sure that there is an equitable vaccine distribution plan that people who are the most impacted by the pandemic get the vaccine first. That's not something that the uh, Trump administration valued. We, um, we have to also help uh, Americans who are struggling. Right now, my district, um, higher unemployment than other districts. People are trying to make ends meet, stay in their houses, uh, stay in their apartments, and then at the same time, care for their children who are homeschooling. So we got to make sure that there is uh, enough of a robust economic uh, package to help those individuals out. Um, and then other issues, immigration, huge issue for my constituents. Um, they are... Uh, folks who are from all over the globe who are the frontline workers 
who have been living in limbo under a Trump administration that had attacked him from the day he announced his candidacy. So uh, immigration reform is huge, climate change, uh, dealing with the student uh, loan debt crisis, you name it, uh, we have a big agenda, and I'm going to try to play in every single part of it. That's awesome to hear. Uh, it's nice to hear people doing things, obviously. Um, the, you know, the Commerce Department just announced that the America's GDP dropped heavily in 2020, a Trump slump that's the worst economy in 75 years. How, how do you think Democrats, uh, especially with the new Senate majority, per se, can pass uh, things like an in- infrastructure bill and COVID relief bill um, with the House and, and President Biden in office? Uh, First, we're not going to um, wait around in order to uh, get Republican votes. I think that there's always the the option of budget reconciliation when it comes to passing the infrastructure package, even um, COVID relief. And that is an option that's on the table. If the Republicans want to have an honest conversation, they want to um, come to the table and negotiate, great. Um, if they don't want to be left out. If they want to be left out and they want to be recalcitrant, then we'll go the uh, budget reconciliation route. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely correct. We need um, to stop um, stop the bleeding when it comes to our economy, to it comes to our health, uh, the health of the American people, and then we need to uh, definitely rebuild. Uh, infrastructure package is key because it can invest a lot of money into projects that are are crucial. Everything from roads and bridges to transit to water infrastructure, it would it would be huge, and we can do it in a way that's that's green, um, that lowers greenhouse gas emissions uh, emissions across the country and puts us on a path to a, a more re- renewable future. So it's um, a lot. We have a lot of work to do. But if the Republicans don't want to have a say and they want to be recalcitrant, then uh, we have a, uh, a route that uh, we can take. And, and let's turn to other matters, the somber duty of holding our elected officials responsible. Yesterday, Congressman, you filed a, you announced that you were going to file a resolution to expel the new Georgia Republican member Marjorie Taylor Greene. Can you tell our listeners which acts specifically the congressman has done that led you to file such a strong measure? And what do you think the chances are of it passing? Great question. One of the th- I've always been concerned about the QAnon uh, movement, the the QAnon conspiracy theorists, but I, I like probably like most Americans thought it was just a, a fringe element that would stay on on the outskirts of American society. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene was elected, right? She was elected um, to to represent uh, Georgia and as a Republican. Um, but as as we got into the first days of the new year. Um, and we experienced the, the siege of, on the Capitol, it became very frightening that this is not a fringe element anymore. This is something that we need to um, beat back. We need to call out. We need to confront. Um, and Marjorie Taylor Greene is part of that. Uh, I was on the, on, on the gallery floor when um, the FBI and the Capitol Police had to draw guns, when we heard a gunshot, where we heard flashbangs, and we were worried that we were going to be trapped um, in the gallery uh, with only one police officer up to one or two police officers in the gallery with us for 20 members. Um, we thought we were going to have to fight our way out. So this is something that she incited by saying that the presidential election was stolen from Donald Trump, which it was not. Um, this is something she incited that the, um, through her social media accounts that they had it, the only way to take back the country is to uh, stop the steal. Um, so she has always been inflaming 
um, some of the most fringe elements and uh, of of uh, American society based on a lie that she uh, uh, she perpetrated. So this is not something new. Um, so after that, that incident, I thought she should be held. She should have been held accountable, and I was calling and it called for her um, her to be expelled. But uh, once I heard about the the, the last comments regarding um, Parkland when it came to uh, executing. Uh, democratic leaders when it comes to uh, that 9-11 was the inside job. I just couldn't take it anymore. I had to uh, act and I decided to um, to introduce a, a resolution to expel her. Uh, so I know it's uh, going to be a, a tall task, but this for me is a, a, an issue of conscience. This is an issue of our democratic society and our democratic norms. Um, and I think that she should have no place in, on any committee, no place in the House of Representatives or an elected office. And we, we, I found, I'm an investigator, and one of the things I do is I, I found some videos from, from back in the day of Rep. Green. Um, one new one that just came out, she, she basically calls elected leaders the R-word um, and then follows up by saying, you know, I'm not trying to offend people with Down syndrome, but, you know, this is who these people are. And then it's a longer kind of thing. Did you, do you think that kind of language is appropriate conduct for a House Education Committee member? And do you think your colleagues on Capitol Hill will regret giving her power over our children's future? There is deep concern over her, her statements when it comes to kids and her being on the Education and Labor Committee. I've received um, text messages for other members who um, represent Florida and different states that have had mass shootings. And they're offended by the fact that she is first going to be on the Education and Labor Committee and that she said that, that these shootings were, were staged or made up or motivated by the left. They're completely offended by her and are encouraging me to uh, continue with this resolution. Uh, it, it's, it's frightening that – and it's frightening that the Republican leadership, Kevin McCarthy – is going to have a talk with her? What does that mean? You know, is he going to say, you know, what is really, what does that mean? It's like, oh, I'm going to have a talk with her. Uh, you know, we want some um, bold action, and I don't think the Republican leadership is going to do it. I think that he's owned by QAnon and the QAnon believers and, and the hard right. Um, if they can't do it, we, uh, the Democrats will give it our best shot. And I, I just wanted to go back real quick. You had said that, and I think I've seen you on, on the news say this as well, but you had said that, you know these yeah. these folks are trying to break in the door. What what exactly is going through your mind right there? Because you had mentioned that you might have to fight your way out. Obviously, there's people coming. In. You don't know what weapons. You don't know how many people. You just see what's on. The, I don't even know if you had access to the news at that point. But like, how much time did you have to react? And how long did it take until you knew that you were you were safe again? Yeah, it it was not very very. Uh, it wasn't a long period of time. I was getting some updates. Um, my uh, my wife was texting me about if like everything was okay, and um, as they um, but I knew it got real serious when um, security rushed out um, Speaker Pelosi, uh, the House leaders, the Democratic leadership, and then they they rushed out uh, Steve Scalise after speaking against verifying the election, mm. um, which made me it pissed me off because it's like this guy is literally speaking against uh, this election. And now, because there's a mob coming in, he's whisked away for his own safety. I thought it was just ridiculous. But I was looking on the floor. They, they told us to stay calm. And um, 
that's when Ruben Gaeg, they told us to start getting um, gas masks that they broached the, the floor. And that's when I started helping other members with their, the packets that the gas masks came in. But I also knew I don't want to look like a member of Congress. So one of the first things I did was I tech, uh, took off my jacket, and my, and, which has my lapel pin as a member, and rolled it up into a ball. And then I um, also t- took off my tie because I was figuring if they came in, I wanted to blend in as much as possible or if I got separated from, from the group. But as we had to run, it was only about like, I would say, as we had to run across the um, the gallery to try to get out on the far side because um, the the riders were on the on the bottom floor and were surrounding us, we ran as quickly as we could, and then we got stuck on the far end of the uh, on the Republican side of the gallery, and that's when we're um, we're on the floor. I guess uh, other members were texting uh, their loved ones. I wanted to make sure my wife was not seeing this and was scared for me, so. Um, I sent her a, a text message when I was on the floor, just saying, trying to get out of the Capitol with police. And that was, that was it. I didn't tell her the, that I was laying on the ground when I was texting it. And um, I was looking around for anything I could grab, weapons or anything I could hide. And there was just nothing up there. Uh, later on, I found out, um, and, and one member said, run. Um, and if you can't run, hide. And if you can't hide, fight. And that's when everybody kind of the adrenaline kicked in. But it felt like we're up there for... 20, 20 minutes, and it was only, I think, about four or five minutes that we were actually stuck and laying on the ground. So it was a real short period of time. And after they were able to um, to to arrest or to detain the rioters that broke in, that were on the third floor, then we were able to get out um, the remaining members. But that was a, a terrible situation. And we know that that Marjorie Taylor Greene was the one, one of the people that was spreading this lie that the selection was stolen from them, uh, the democracy was stolen from them, and really ginned up and incited these uh, these individuals. And and she hasn't stopped, right? She hasn't stopped. Still wears her Trump one mask, even though it's it's uh, not true. Um, just she's not going to stop. Um, and giving her the platform as a member of Congress is is not uh, a smart thing to do, and it's I think completely irresponsible. Uh, thank you again, Congressman, uh, for for your time today. Last parting question: um, Are there any is there anything you'd like to say for uh, any senators on the Republican side of things thinking of acquitting Trump over the insurrection? I think that if they acquit Trump, and if uh, that they're just giving him a green light in the future to continue. That they will not be, um, uh, they will not be ridding Trump and Trumpism from their party, but it, uh, but actually handed it over to him on a silver platter. Uh, thank you, Congressman. Congressman, I, I appreciate your your patriotism and all you do for our country. Uh, keep standing up. We got your back, and, and thank you again for your time. Thank you so much. Thanks again to Congressman Jimmy Gomez for taking the time. Thanks to our producer, Grant Stern. You can follow him at Grant Stern. You can visit our website for other episodes at DwarfReport.com. Thanks again for listening. Keep resisting. Onward!